When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Come on Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 110 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Got a short show for everybody today. Short doesn't necessarily mean it's less good than a long one, though. Uh, I'm racing against the, the clock here, so I'm going to try to make it snappy. So we'll go ahead and start the show the same way we do every week. That's by jumping straight into the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So like I said, this is going to be a short show, uh, low on time, but I'm scrambling to get this show out on time. So if you're listening to this podcast when you usually do, that means I did a good job. Uh, So we'll go ahead and start with the American Raptors updates. They were supposed to play the SoCal Griffins this Saturday, but it sounds like the Griffins had some travel issues and will not make it out to Colorado as a result. Uh, The Raptors are playing the Mountain Select, so there still will be a match. That match will not be in the stadium, though, and it will be on the turf, so you can still get out to Infinity Park and check them out for free at 1 p.m. It will not be streamed, though, so if you're looking to catch the American Raptors, you got to come out in person and check them out at the park. I will not be here. I'm going to New York this weekend. So uh, I'm going to have to catch up with all the American Raptors stuff when I get back. I know they play again on the 18th of September, so we'll have another chance to catch them in action next weekend. So that kind of does it for the the first little bit of American Raptors news. The other bit I wanted to talk about was news that came out on Friday. That's Sean Clark and David Still, both friends of the program. They were out in Chula Vista last week, this week, I guess, training with the men's sevens team. Uh, So they both played for the USA U23s and Rugby Town 7s. I had heard that that was kind of a little trial run. See if Mike Friday wanted to bring him in for another look, and that happened. So it's good for them to get that opportunity. I'm looking forward to checking in with them, see how their experience went. So expect a story or something up in the next week when I get back and I can actually connect with them. That does it for the American Raptors news and the breakdown part of the show. The last little bit we'll talk about in the breakdown is USA Rugby dropped their first World Cup qualifying match. That's kind of a tongue twister last weekend to Canada by a score of 34 to 21. So they'll need to make up those 13 points in a victory over Canada this weekend at Infinity Park. 
I uh, have Ryan Matthias on the show today, talk a little bit about USA Rugby and all that good stuff. And he talks a little bit more about that coming up in the interview in a couple of minutes. So if you're looking to hear more about that, just hang tight. You will get your fix here in a few minutes. But first, we got to get through all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Starting with the Allianz Premier 15s, we're in round two. We've got DMP Durham Sharks for Saracens Women on Saturday at 5 a.m. Mountain Time. Got Gloucester Harpery Women's RFC versus Bristol Bears Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We've got the Worcester Warriors Women's, that's a tongue twister as well, versus Harlequins Women on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. We've got the Exeter Chiefs Women versus Sales Sharks Women on Sunday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. And then the Labro Lightning versus Wasps FC Ladies on Sunday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time as well. Should be able to catch those on Premier15s.com. So we're looking to start your day off with some rugby. Go make sure you check that out. We've got USA Rugby versus Canada, like I just said. On Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, you can watch that match on Flow Rugby or just buy tickets for the match on usarugby.com. That's local. That's at Infinity Park. So if you're coming, you know, want to watch some world-class rugby, this is your chance. Um, just grab your tickets. Head on over after the CU game. CU plays Texas A&M. Come on over, watch some, some USA Rugby. Watch them play Canada. Uh, they're out for blood, like I just mentioned. They're looking to get some revenge after last week's loss, so it should be a good one. I will not be here, like I said. I'm in New York, but I will be tuning in online. Uh, I want to look, see how the stadium looks and, and just see the match itself. It should be a good one, so make sure you check that out. We've got the Curry Cup final. We've got the Blue Bulls versus the Sharks on Saturday. Time to be determined still, but you can catch that one on Flow Rugby as well. Uh, the Rugby Championship, we're in uh, week three of six. We've got New Zealand versus Argentina on Sunday at 1.05 a.m. And then on Sunday at 4.05 a.m., we got South Africa versus Australia, and you can catch that one. You guessed it on Flow Rugby as well. We've got the Premiership starting next weekend, and then we have the uh, Guinness Pro 14, whatever they're calling that now, the Ultimate Rugby Championship, I think. That starts the week after, so rugby's really start to, really about to start getting moving. Uh, obviously, the Raptors have a full fall schedule planned. So it's going to be a busy couple of months, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the loop. But that does it for all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. So we'll move into the interview portion of the show. Like I said at the top of the show, if you read the title of the show, you probably know this as well. We've got San Diego Legion and USA Rugby Wing and Center Ryan Matthias on the show today. We talk a little bit about his rugby career, San Diego Legion's weird, you know, COVID season uh, this last spring, and kind of what to expect from the Eagles this weekend as they take on Canada. USA Rugby actually announced the you know the starting roster the the twenty three man roster uh, about forty five minutes before I talked to Ryan this morning so we talked a little bit about him getting selected for the team and you know as he gets set to make his thirteenth cap I believe and it's his first one in a couple of years too so I know he's ready to go I'm ready to watch him it was really good chatting with Ryan I have never you know like I said I've never got to to chat with him or meet him. Um, but I've watched him play quite a bit over these last couple of years. So it was cool to finally get the chance to talk to him, get to know him a little bit, and talk about this weekend's match. So with that introduction, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with the San Diego Legion and USA Rugby Wing and Center Ryan Matthias. All right, now welcome on to the show, USA Eagle Ryan Matthias. Ryan, how's it going, my friend? Dude, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to answering any and all questions rugby or Ryan related. I love it. Well, we got a lot of Ryan related questions, a lot of rugby related <laughs> questions too. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time first and foremost, but Ryan, the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, of course. Um, 
Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you again for having me. Um, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to, to, to um, ask me about myself and about USA Rugby. I always have time for uh, anyone trying to promote and grow the game. So if you ever need anything, I'm your guy. Um, always want to help out. Um, so I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Um, went to University of Arizona. Um, I got into rugby. My dad uh, played. So like my first memory actually in life was being on the sideline of uh, his rugby games. Um, nice. So uh, growing up, was always going to his rugby practices and, and hanging out on the sideline until I started playing rugby um, in 2002. I played for an under-19s team because that was the only team in town. I was 12, and my dad uh, said I could play scrum half, but I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to run the ball. Yeah, that's that's quite the, the quite the age gap there. <laughs> so, did you play other sports growing up, or did you do anything before you played rugby, or was it always like you were just waiting to play rugby? Yeah, so I mean, I was like, I was always chomping at the bit to be able to play rugby, but I um, I actually first started out with swim team. I did swim team for um, about eight years. Um, I did soccer. I did uh, football, basketball, um, track, cross country, triathlons. Um, but it was always it was always just biding my time until I could just fully sink into rugby because I was just I mean I I grew up with rugby posters on my wall like jerseys. I mean yeah. it was I was just I've been a, I've been a rugby fan since uh, since m my memory began. Yeah. So when did you catch the bug then? Like, did you catch a bug watching your dad play or was it till you, you know, played in your first match? Like, do you remember specifically when you were hooked? Um, you know, it was, it was probably watching my dad play. Cause my, um, you know, my, my dad was a, my dad was a, a good player. He obviously, he didn't, you know, he played club rugby. Um, but just growing up all of, uh, all of my dad's friends and, you know, cause they're, they're pretty much like my uncles, right. You know how the rugby yeah, community yeah. is. Um, so, but you know, after games and, you know, what, even when I was younger and not really like remembering, um, the game itself, but like, you know, hearing people talk about my dad or people saying like, Oh man, your dad did this play. And then, then, and, you know, hearing all these stories and stuff, I always thought it was like so cool, but I just, when I officially like decided that like, I want to be a professional rugby player and play for USA was when I was 14. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, all right. I'm going to get a dishwashing job so I can buy, I, I can have a gym membership and start, you know, buy like speed ladders and, and, you know, all the rugby gear I could get my hands on. So growing up, we, um, we played touch rugby every uh, Sunday. So and that's what I like. I lived for until I could actually start playing the game. I lived for playing touch rugby on Sundays, man. That was like, that was my world cup final every single time. I just, you know, it was, uh, yeah. So that's awesome to hear. So you make this decision, you're playing like these touch rugby matches. So when, uh, can you kind of take me through the rest of your career then very briefly? Cause I know you're a, a pretty well-traveled guy. You played in every, you know, different side of the country and different corners of the world. So I was wondering if you could just kind of take us through, you know, your rugby career. Yeah. So, um, started out with Tucson Barbarians in 2002, played there until 2010. Um, from there I moved over to the UK I played for uh, Tondi Rugby Club in Aberkenfig, Wales, just outside of Bridgend. Played a season there, came back, um, tore my ACL, recovered from that, played uh, one year, one season with my dad's team. Uh, so my brother, my dad, and myself all got to play for the same D3 team, and then we uh, 
was the Tucson Magpies. And so that's a team my dad had always played for. So that was pretty cool to be able to, to, to do that. And then we went to the final four. That was 2012, went to the final four. So that's the first time the team's ever been to the final four. That was really cool. Nice. And then I, um, I played at the university of Arizona for a year from there. I uh, got invited to collegiate all Americans camp. Didn't make the 15s camp, but then got invited to the uh, Rugby Town Sevens. Mm-hmm. Played for Collegiate All-Americans. We won the tournament from that tournament. Um, myself, um, Madison Hughes, Steve Thomason, Garrett Bender, who was already kind of the mix, Danny Barrett, um, Pat Blair. We all got signed and went down to the uh, Olympic Training Center. Was on the Sevens circuit for the 2013-2014 uh, series. I played in six stops. I missed Dubai, South Africa, because I got a hand injury. Um, then I left the sevens program, moved down to New Zealand, was down there for, um, a year and a half. I did two sevens, uh, campaigns for nationals with North Harbor. Um, I played for East coast Bays down there. That was my club team. I was a part of the wider training squad for, uh, North Harbor for the ITM team. Um, moved back to, um, the States and picked up with New York old blue. Uh, was playing with them, then went back to the back to the sevens program for a little bit, and was kind of bouncing between the sevens program and Old Blue. Um, 2017, or sorry, I got sorry, I got backtracked. 2016, I got capped with the Eagles. Um, played for the um, San Diego Breakers in the pro rugby, um, and then I um, let's see. Gosh, it's been a while. It's kind of years of adding <laughs> no that. Worries. Here. What a what a life though, man. You've been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's been crazy. And then uh oh sorry. And then I I, I jumped back in with the sevens team, uh played in Silicon Valley Sevens 2017. And then at that point I had a decision go back into the sevens program. I got offered a contract to go back or join in um major league rugby. And at that time I was playing um, you know, I'd started a few games for the the 15s team on the wing. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna stick with this. I'm gonna the, the thought of um, being involved with major league rugby and obviously I was involved with pro rugby, but um, you know, the thought of being involved with major league rugby um, really excited me because I'm all about obviously the growth of American rugby. And I felt that I would be able to have more of an impact through the MLR to be able to help grow the game um, than at the sevens uh, level at that time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I've been, I signed the San Diego Legion. And I've been there ever since. Oh, sorry. One thing I do, I don't want to leave out my old team. I did play sevens for um, Tempe for uh, three seven seasons, 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, so Tempe, Arizona, Tempe Old Devils um, uh, coach there was uh, Salty Thompson, who was actually um, one of my mentors um, and has helped me kind of guide me through my career. Un- unofficial agent, but uh, he's helped guide me through my career. He was actually the person who just said that when I left the sevens program that I should probably go down to New Zealand and, and give my chance myself a chance to kind of upskill and re, re reinvent myself and, you know, um, give myself an opportunity to grow down there. Yeah. And how, I mean, I guess like when you move into all these different places, like how hard of it is it a decision is it to do that? Like, I know it's easy for him to be like, Hey, you should go to New Zealand, but like, how does that transpire? Like, so you have a connection that you, you know, reach out to this guy or do you just kind of move down there and figure it out? Yeah, well, so moving to Wales, we um, my dad took my brother and I to the 2007 World Cup. Um, it, was, it was held in France, but they were playing some of the games in, um, in Wales. Mm-hmm. And we had a – my dad had a friend who knew a friend, someone 
in Wales and we end up like going and um, while we're there to watch the games, we saw Wales, Australia, uh, Fiji, Canada, and Wales, Japan and um, at Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. But while we were there in between the games, my dad went and picked up with this team, Tondi Rugby Club, because um, we had a connection through one of his friends or something. So my dad went and picked up for their thirds team. And um, my brother and I tried to pick up for their youth teams, but their youth teams were in cup rounds. But I just, I said, I, I want to go play overseas when I graduate high school. It was kind of my dream. Yeah. Um, so all through high school, I saved up my money. I worked and saved up my money. And then when I graduated, then, then I moved, then I again got con- back in contact with the club. And then they said, Hey, yeah, you can, you know, stay with this guy and, you know, you can come play for us. And then for New Zealand, um, it was actually um, Free Jack's, um, I think he's CEO. I think CEO or he's the exec CFO or C- Alex Mack will be the former yeah. um, USA Sevens uh, coach and player, I believe. I believe he played Sevens as well. He's the one who actually linked me with um, a couple of coaches down in New Zealand because he himself played down in New Zealand. He played for Silverdale. Um, which is a team in the North Harbor competition. Um, so he linked me with a couple coaches down there. So that's how actually I ended up um, going to, uh, to to the North Harbor region. Interesting. It always is like interesting to me to hear that because it is always something like, oh, it's a friend of a friend and you just kind of slide right in almost like seemingly. And, and there you go. Seriously. So I want to ask was, you, oh, no, go for it. Excuse me. Oh, I was going to say, but, but it really wasn't, I mean, to, to do this, um, to, to, to pick up and move, you know, and kind of bounce around and be the rugby nomad that I have up until, you know, signing being with the Legion, it was really never, there was never any indecision or any like kind of fear. It was just like, Hey, where can I go get better? Where can I, where can I go develop? Where can I play some better rugby? How can I put myself in a position to be noticed by USA rugby and get a chance to, to, you know, come into camp and just get an opportunity. And that was always, that was always my motivating and driving factor to, to go to these places. And, you know, I, I say this to, um, I say this to a lot of young guys who um, if they go overseas or they, you know, get opportunities to go play for these MLR clubs and stuff. I just say, Hey, just remember, just remember why you're here. Remember what you're out here to do. You know, I'm not saying you got to you sit in your room and, you know, and, and, and not do anything besides go to practice and that, but just remember why you left your family. Remember, the sacrifices you're making for this opportunity and, and don't let it slip away. So I, I just always kind of kept that in the back of my mind is, you know, obviously, you know, picking up and moving is a difficult thing for any, any young person moving away from their family, especially ones who are, you know, very close to their family. But at the same time, you know, they want you to go, they want you to have the opportunity and, and get this chance to make something of yourself. Um, and so you can do that while still making them proud, you know, and, 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 you know, not forgetting what, what the journey is, what's the purpose, what's the point of, of picking up and moving, you know, it's, right. it's to make it to the next level. So, so put that into, you know, get to practice early, stay at practice late, stay later in the gym, you know, do some extra skill sessions. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, as long as you put everything you got into it, you'll, you'll be at the right place wherever you end up. It's great advice. I feel like that's stuff that people need to hear a lot younger, like even looking back at the things in, in my life, you know, I wish I had people telling me that a little earlier, you know, because there's always things back that you look back on like, man, I wish I did this or that or took this chance or, or anything like that. So I think that's awesome advice. So Ryan, you played, like I just said, you played everywhere. You just took us through your career. Do you have a favorite rugby memory comes to the top of your mind? You, you can pick um, a couple if you can't narrow it down to just one. That's allowed. Yeah. Um, 
Well, first one off the top of my head, I'd probably say, um, you know, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but it's just, you know, there's a reason why we play rugby, right? Right. We play because yeah. we, we like running the ball. We like tackling people. We like scoring tries. So, um, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say scoring, a, scoring a try against South Africa and the Hong Kong sevens was pretty special moment for me in my career. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, playing on the um playing for north harbor sevens team in the um well it was like it's kind of like you know every every other weekend you have like a tournament so it was like a little mm-hmm. mini mini kind of series for like regionals leading into nationals um that was really cool i mean living in new zealand was just like man it was i always like try to just like it's like the way life's supposed to be like everything's slowed down everyone's like pretty relaxed the food's mm-hmm. good the weather's good like it was just a, it was an absolute dream. And then um, being in, I will say, you know, this is kind of um, not necessarily how the league was ran, obviously, because, you know, there, there are quite a few. Um, <laughs> I know what's coming, few, I feel like. I feel like I know few, what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Quite a few speed bumps in that, in that, in that pro rugby league, but being involved in the, you know, in the first, um, professional 15s league in in the United States that really meant a lot to me because growing up it was always you know I want you know to play professional rugby play for the Eagles I had to you know the basically the pathway was like you had to either go to Cal you know or you had to you know find your way through like a men's club team or one of the premier like an on back or a Belmont and then hopefully get a shot or get a chance to come in at a camp or, or, and then, you know, play overseas. And so it was always play overseas, play overseas, play for, I want to play for us rugby. I got to play overseas. Well, when that opportunity came, you know, five and a half hours away from my hometown in Tucson and San Diego, I mean, like that was yeah. a dream. You know, my dad gets, my dad came to every single home game, you know? So I think that was really, really special because I knew it was the beginning it was the beginning of a, of something great, right? Like I, I think MLR is going to be here for a long time, right? We're right. about to go into season five, you know? And I mean, I, I don't know many businesses that stick around to season five and then just go flatline. So yeah. usually it's the first, it, usually it's the first, uh, the first two years, right? That's like the, if a business can make it past two years, mm-hmm. the percentage of it hanging around is, is a lot better. Pretty so um, yeah. Sorry, that was a long, long answer. No, no worries. I I love that question just because it's so different for everybody. And I've had quite a few different people, you know, on from the pro days. And and, uh, it's I've said this before, like like you said, there was it wasn't ran the best. And there was obviously things that happened that we don't necessarily need to discuss. But like it proved that there was life in it and that it's paved the way for, you know, where rugby is now. Um, and it's unfortunate, I guess, that it, it, it kind of happened the way it did, but it's also a good thing because here it led us to this, right? So uh, the, the pro days were interesting. And I, and I feel like eventually I got to, like, do something just on the pro, but I don't know if the time is right yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. You're right. I mean, it, it, it had to it had to, it, it, it had to happen, and it started the conversation. And what it did was, you know, for, for years people talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, and – you know, fair play to the guy freaking putting his money down and saying, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll start, I'll, I'll kick this conversation off. And, you know, in a way it kind of, uh, obviously in the way things ended it, it, um, you know, it, 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 it banded people together, 
mm-hmm. because it, all, it created a common enemy in a way, <laughs> you know, where all these years where, you know, oh, this club, we want to do it this way. And this team, they want to do it this way. And, oh, we've had this rivalry. And, you know, all of a sudden you've created a common enemy where the guys are going, hey, you know what? Forget that, dude. Let's do this. Let, yeah. We can do this better. Right. And um, so I'll, I'll, I'll honestly forever be grateful for that because um, we wouldn't have it. I don't think we'd have MLR if that if that didn't right. happen. And I'm sure you have quite the stories from that league, too. I've heard a couple other things about changing room situations and, and just uh, things that people will never forget. <laughs> this is what I'll say. It's, it's, and again, it's I, I wouldn't I honestly I wouldn't trade those. I wouldn't trade it no, for anything. I wouldn't trade those memories. It's like. It's so good when you, when you know, former teammates or, or guys we used to play against. And gosh, remember that? Remember that yeah. one time when we were at this place and then this and then, oh man, it's just, it, it's, it's hilarious. It makes for great stories. And I hope, um, you know, I hope one day that, you know, guys will, you know, we can kind of share those with the world. And it's, it'll be funny too, because like I, again, I'm, I'm not the youngest guy on my team, right? I'm, I'm, I'm closer to the end of my career than the beginning of it. Um, but you know, you get these kids, you know, like for the past couple of years, you know, obviously MLR has been growing and, you know, kids come in, you know, to, to, to train and to be with the team. And they're like, you know, they may, they may say something like, Oh, I thought, you know, I thought we were going to have this. I thought we were like, <laughs> dude, you know, I'm yeah. a classic old guy, right? Yeah. Back in my Back day. In my day. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because every person I've talked to has said the exact same thing. Like, yeah, this was kind of, you know, this was whatever, but I wouldn't change it for the world because it did. It was funny. It gave us a good story. And like you said, all, for all the reasons you just listed. So it's funny. That's just kind of like the feeling around everything. Everybody I've talked to has said the same thing. So think that's a good answer, Ryan. I like that answer. Uh, oh, you, were, so. you were talking about moving earlier. So I'm, I'm in the middle of a move right now. I'm not moving like very far, but moving is the absolute worst thing. I think like moving sucks. You're just getting everything like arranged, like it's the worst. You got to move all your stuff. And fortunately, with the Legion last year, you guys were on the move quite a bit at the beginning of the year. So I just want to know, like, how how much did that suck? Like having to jump around that much, and how hard was that to just like build up some momentum and really get going? Like start the season off right when you're in Vegas this week, and you're in LA, and then you're in Chula Vista, and then before you even get a play, like in your actual home stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um it definitely took us out of our element. Right. I mean, the Legion being what the Legion has been for the past, you know, three seasons coming into season four, obviously COVID throwing the wrench in, you know, and um, you know, our owners trying to do what they can to, to continue to have a season, right. you know, I mean, it's a, uh, it's pretty difficult when your government is saying, Hey, you can't, you can't do sports here. You can't congregate. You can't be in gyms. You can't, you know, and our owners are like, well, we want to have a team. We want these guys to play. We're not trying right. to, you know, back out of the season. And, you know, they they did what they thought was the best thing they possibly could do for us and, and allow us to have a season, allow us to continue to represent Legion. And, you know, moving to Las Vegas was that option. Um, so it was, you know, obviously it was difficult, you know, um, kind of being like an extended tour. I, I, to be honest, I kind of had some fun with it. Like it was pretty <laughs> cool to – um, cause rarely you get to have all of your teammates, you know, literally in the same complex, right. Just down yeah. the halls from each other. So, um, even though we weren't at our own houses and didn't have our own art on our own walls or, you know, rugs on the floor, um, you know, we, we basically stayed, we stayed in apartments, we had our own kitchens, you know, we could cook and, um, 
you know, being uh, being two doors down from the Fijian boys, you know, I wasn't complaining. You know, Curry night every, you know, once every third night. Like, hey, I'm in, I'm in the mix here. I'm, you know, I'll make, I'll make some tortilla soup. They make some curry. You know, we exchange, and you know, it, it was really cool in that aspect that we got to spend that much time together. Because rarely does a 15s team, especially in the professional, um, you know, model, unless you're on tour, like with the Eagles or or with international. You don't really get that, that that close time with each other, so it was pretty special in that aspect. Um, obviously, you know things didn't go the way they wanted to. We we wanted them to in Vegas, um, unfortunately. But again, we're kind of operating in this you know like freshly post. Well, still again, still kind of COVID era, right? We're still in it now. We still got to wear masks in some places, so it was just pretty freshly off of lockdown, and we're still trying to operate and do, you know be a, be a team and do the things that we want to do and, you know, navigating that the red tape, that is the, um, you know, government's rules. And again, they're for our own safety. We understand that. So it was difficult um, to say the least Uh, being able to come back to San Diego was obviously a breath of fresh air. My wife and I, um, we kept our apartment because obviously she was um, still playing. Um, She was still training and and playing for the the sevens team. So, Mm -hmm. It was a bit easier for me just to come home because I could just come home, unpack my bags, and I'm home. A lot of other guys, you know, um, they stayed in um, stayed in places just up the road from uh, from headquarters. And yeah, being you know, kind of bouncing between you know, your game in LA, it's a game here, it's a game there. And again, we couldn't get back into Torero. And you know, over the years, over the past three years, we had built this. You know, Torero is our is our is our home. It's our it's our um, you know. That's awesome. uh, I was there for the uh, 2019 final. That was the first time I'd ever seen it in real life, and it was awesome. It's awesome. I can't uh, imagine. Sorry to bring it up, but it was just just what a what a game, what an atmosphere. That's that's my only reference of 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 that place. You know what, man? It was like I said, like when people, you know, obviously the initial was like, ah, it hurts. (laughs) But at the same time, it was a complete. It it was it was it was such a spectacle. It's I mean, this is it was exactly what the league needed, right? I mean, you have a packed out stadium to get over half a million viewers. Mm-hmm. And it was a game that went down to the wire. And it's a game that people will talk when they talk about rugby games. So like you said, like you're like, Hey, I was there for that final. I, I run into people who have only been to that final. Well, well before that, that was their first game. And yeah. then they've been hooked on rugby ever since. And I that's know. exactly what we're trying to do. I mean, let's be honest, you know, obviously everyone wants to win a championship, right? You know, selfishly, you know, I, I want to win. I want to win championships and score tries and stuff. But at the same time, when you strip all that back, what are we? What are we all trying to do? We're trying to grow rugby. We yeah, want rugby exactly. to be on. We want rugby to be on ESPN. We want rugby to, to, to have more sponsors and to be in shops and to you know MLR jerseys be sold in places like that's what we want. And right. at the end of the day, did I want to win? Absolutely. <laughs> but 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 what will I take second best? You know, I'll take a packed out stadium a game that went down to the wire that I'll have people talking about it for, for years and years to come. And, you know, rugby grew that much more that day. For and, sure. you know, I'll As take it, it. If you, it felt kind of like a, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I just remember sitting in the stands and like looking up and they have like that big, that fence that goes all the way around, like up on that Hill. And there's people like on the fence, like people that weren't even in the gate, like in the gates, like hanging on the fence, like watching that game. It was just, what a game, man. It was an unreal atmosphere and it was, it was, it was a show, you know, it was, um, it was, I mean, it, it showed American rugby or TV or sponsors like, Hey, look, 
this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Like, take a look around. Like, this place is packed out. People are going nuts. Like, we can do this. We can, we can, we can make this happen in America. This is a real, this is a real thing now, you know? Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was awesome. And that's why I think it's funny that you talk about like life in New Zealand. That's how life's supposed to be. I feel like a lot of people say that about San Diego. You live in another place like that currently, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, San Diego is, is don't get me wrong. <laughs> never been, I've never been to New Zealand, is. so I don't know. I don't know. San Diego though. I've been to a couple of times. Yeah, it's don't get me wrong. Love San Diego. San Diego is great, but San, finding parking in San Diego and the traffic in San Diego yeah. is not great. That's less just an idea. But in uh, like, New Zealand, there was just there's just it was San Diego vibes, but less people. Mm. So maybe like San Diego back in like the seventies or something. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I gotta check it out. So I know. Speaking of your Legion, Ryan, uh, have a busy busy off season. So new head coach and director of rugby, new executive general manager announced today. Got, obviously got a couple more draft picks coming in. How are you feeling about all these moves? I'm excited to be starting our season back in San Diego, first of all, um, and, and not, you know, being on the road. Um, I think that the people they've brought in, um, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do a great job. I'm excited um, about the team and, and how we're going to move forward. Um, you know, obviously last year was a very difficult position for players and for coaches and everyone involved to be in. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, you're bouncing around and we're, we're having to jump through these hoops to try and play these games. And it, it was difficult for everyone. Um, like I said, players, coaches, staff, management, everyone involved. It was a very difficult season, um, you know, but um, I think that we can, you know, starting not necessarily fresh, but, but, you know, starting back in San Diego is going to be something that that is going to set us up for a, a foundation for hopefully a successful season. For sure. I know I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it all goes. I'm looking forward to watching you guys get back to Torero, of course, obviously, like I was just saying. Uh, so, Ryan, I guess we'll transition into the last couple of questions about this weekend's match. Uh, so, you've been, you're back with the Eagles after a few years away, right? When was your last cap? Oh, um, yeah. So my last cap was the November tour. We just, we played the Maori All Blacks. We played Samoa. And then my last game was against Romania. I was on the bench against Ireland, but I did not go in. Um, I think the, the, the idea was, was, um, cause Blaine and Marcel had been out for a bit and, um, I had played all three of the previous games, most mm-hmm. of them. Um, so the idea was they, you know, to get them some game time and then I was kind of there to, you know, just in case of injuries and stuff. So I kind of knew going into it that, you know, Blaine and Marcel needed some time and uh, I had gotten, you know, quite a bit of game time in the last three games. So, um, but yeah, man, I, it is, uh, it is, um, I'm almost at a loss for words. I don't know if it's completely hit me yet. I know they just announced the squad today. And yeah. As I'm sitting here, I'm starting to, some messages are starting to roll in. So, I'm trying not to get emotional, but, um, you know, obviously, like I said, at the age of 14, like being an Eagle was what I wanted to do with my life, you know, and, and being at that point and then having that, you know, having, you know, being away from this environment for the past three years and not going to world cup and, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the ability to stay in it and, and to, to keep training and to keep working and, to keep pushing to be back in this environment to finally get back here and, and get the opportunity to represent my country again. I mean, it's, uh, 
it does. It, it means, it means everything to me. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, oh, sorry to cut it. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta be chomping at the bit though, right? Rip, ripped up, ready to go. Like, how's it, how's it been in the environment? Like, I know you, I saw your Twitter post a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you've been with the team, obviously training, like what's it just, what's it been like in this training environment? I guess you just gotta be ready to rock this weekend. Right. I mean, it's been, it's been really awesome. I mean, I, I obviously I, half the guys have, or maybe a little more than half have been in, have, I've played with on the Eagles before the other guys have played against at an MLR level. Um, so it's cool because everybody knows each other, mm-hmm. you know, like even if you play against a guy, you at least kind of, you kind of get a feel for him and you talk to maybe talk to some guys after the games and stuff like that. So that, that's the really cool thing about the MLR is guys kind of familiarizing themselves with their opponents. Um, and when it comes to uh, um, a, a tour like this, everyone kind of gels a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the environment's been fantastic. Our culture has been great. Um, I mean, I, I, I love that. Um, you know, when guys, guys throw into a group, Hey, we're playing cards, you know, a bunch of people come down and it, it's really good. We've called cult- there, there, you know, the team has cultivated something special. Um, and uh, it's just an absolute, absolute joy to be involved with. I mean, everyone, you know, we, we compete really hard in, in the gym and on the field. And then as soon as, you know, as soon as, you know, we're, we're done physically competing against each other, we're in the film room, you know, working with each other. Hey, how can, how can I be better? How can I make you better? How can you make mm-hmm. me better? You know, what did you see here? This is what I saw here. Really open learning environment. Um, you know, Rob Hoadley, obviously my, my coach at San Diego Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great to, to work with him, you know, cause I, I know what he, he wants and I know what he brings. And um, a lot of the, all the boys have been enjoying um, working with him. And then, um, Obviously, um, you know, Steve Brett, um, his first um, his first involvement with the team, he's bringing some really exciting, um, you know, fresh ideas. And he's extremely him and Rob are both extremely enthusiastic, very passionate people. And, um, you know, that that rubs off on the team. Right. They kind of take that on, um, you know, to themselves. And so, you know, I I, I think we've, um, you know, it's been a great camp. And, and guys are, guys have learned, guys are learning and guys are getting better with each session. Um, obviously, you know, not the result we wanted last weekend, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, kind of reviewing some of the footage and stuff. Um, you know, we, we, we definitely didn't take some opportunities that we could have, uh, could have taken. And I think it's, it's, it's one thing to, to, um, you know, to go out there and be like, man, we gave it everything we got. And we, you know, we threw all our punches and, and we still didn't get the win. Um, but I don't think that was the case for us last weekend. I think that we, we there's a few punches that we didn't throw. Um, so we can go into this game knowing that we, we still have something to show. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. That was going to be my last question is just kind of like, what's the feeling around the team after, you know, coming off that tough loss and then going into this weekend where it's one, you know, you need to have, like, is it, certainly not a sense of panic, but like, is there like a sense of urgency? What's kind of the, the feeling around the team this week? I mean, definitely a disappointment, right? I mean, it's, you know, um, we haven't lost to Canada since 2014. Um, so, you know, disappointing in that sense, but at the same time, you know, we, we have a job to do and, you know, we need to, you know, obviously, you know, we lost, let the emotion hit. Okay. Next day, you know, what can we do to get better? What, what can we do to, um, 
you know, to change that scoreline next time? And what can we do to put ourselves in a position to, to qualify here? Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's not a sense of panic. Um, it's just a sense of, you know, continuing to clarify our roles, making sure we do our job and, and to, um, to execute. Um, so it, the coaching staff has been very, um, very clear on that. And um, it's, it's, it's good that it's, you know, it's good that that wasn't the message that, that came across. There's, there's not an urgency. There's not a panic um, because obviously when, you know, there's panic, there's chaos. Um, but definitely, you know, um, the fire, fire, definitely a, a fire lit underneath us. That's for sure. Um, and we're, you know, guys want to play guys want to give everything they got. And um, you know, I, I don't think this weekend uh, we're going to see anything less from this team besides, you know, every single ounce and inch of energy we've got. Right. I don't know. I can't wait, man. It's, uh, you know, Saturday, Saturday evening. I'm unfortunately going to be out of town, so I'm not going to be able to see it in person, but I'm going to be tuning in. Uh, so that, that's all the questions I had for you, Ryan. Thank you so much for your time, man. It's been good chatting with you, getting to know you a little bit. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to watching you rip it up this weekend, man. Hey, thank you very much. And I, um, if, if you don't, wouldn't mind if I, if I could give a quick shout out. Go for it. Uh, a quick shout out to my coaches um, and my mentors, the guys who got me to this, got me to the, to the international level. And then, you know, have helped me get back here. Um, Salty Thompson, Nahumi Tuihalamaka, um, Matt Dallow, um, Zach Test, obviously uh, Rob Hoadley, um, uh, my father. And um, yeah. Those, those are without without all those guys, man. I I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have been able to get back here. Um, so yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Ryan. Good good luck this hey. weekend. Good chatting with you, and I'll, I'll catch up with you down the road. Hey, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Keep 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 growing rugby. You know, I really like I said, I if there's any everything I could do, man. I I got so much time and respect for you and for you helping grow this sport. So anything I can do, man. I'm. I hope I think you got. Do you have my number? No, I, I don't. don't. Know if you I'll have number. to get it. I'll have to get it from you off air. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, get my number and uh, and uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always a phone call away, man. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with USA Rugby Wing and Center Ryan Matthias. I certainly did say it every week, but the guests make this show. Uh, big shout out to Ryan for taking the time to come chat with me, especially only a couple of days before the match. Squeeze me into his schedule, and I appreciate it. Uh, so hopefully, everybody enjoyed that. We would kick it to required reading right now, but we don't have any required reading this week. Like I said, kind of short on time. We'll give a, give everybody the weekend off of reading stuff. Uh, a lot of sports to watch, obviously, with the NFL and college football rolling. You got all this rugby. Uh, enjoy the sporting weekend. Don't read anything. Just watch TV. That's what I'm planning on doing. Uh, well, I'm going to the Broncos game. So after the Broncos game, I can, uh, I'll watch some football and all that good stuff. So there's no required reading this week. So we'll go ahead and finish the show at the loop. Follow along with us on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Like I said, I'm out of town this weekend, and then I'm moving the rest of the month. Unfortunately, uh, never move in the fall because then you just get in, stuck in this perpetual cycle of moving in the fall. It's the worst. I guess it's better than summer being super hot. But once things calm down, I'll get back in the swing of rugby in the fall season that the Raptors are playing, and it'll all be gravy of the time and, and the chance to make a lot of good content. Uh, but moving first and then we'll get into all that stuff. Like I said, though, I will be at the September 18th match, so expect some stuff around that. And then it'll just get easier, obviously, once we get all this stuff out of the way. So other than that, that's the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 
Hope you all have a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll catch you all back here next week. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. <laughs>